to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa, and this is a weekly podcast in which I talk about a wide variety of writing and reading related topics. And usually I plan my episode pretty carefully. I even um, write a script for a lot of them. I didn't this week. I have to be honest, this has been a really, really rough week. I've mentioned on the show before, I have a dog. She's 10 and a half years old. Her name is Fern. I love her more than anything in the world. And a few weeks ago, I mentioned that she was not feeling well and I was really, really concerned. And that's still the case. I found out a little over a week ago, uh, something that I suspected for a while based on some symptoms that she was having. She is diabetic. And earlier this week, I started giving her insulin. And it wasn't the best news, but like I said, this was something I suspected for a while. So it was actually kind of a relief to hear the vets say that it was diabetes. And also, Diabetes can be a serious condition, but it is treatable. So that as well is a bit of a relief. So I guess I'm still worried because this is still early, even though I've done some research on pet diabetes. I still don't know what to expect at this point. I don't know how long it's going to be before she's before her insulin that she's receiving is regulated, that type of thing. But Like I said, in a sense, strangely, it is a relief to find out if you've been suspecting something, hear a doctor say that's what this is. And again, at least we can hopefully treat it for some time. But it's been very stressful for that reason. And as a result, I haven't really, I have been thinking of an episode all week, but I haven't really had the discipline to sit down and actually write something, which hopefully won't be too much of a problem because I'm going to talk about something that I'm familiar with and it's something that I actually did pursue uh, as a freelancer for quite some time. So I feel it's something that I'm knowledgeable about and I feel it's something that all writers can benefit from. What I'm going to talk about today is proofreading. I'm also going to mention copy editing, um, which I want to distinguish from regular editing, editing because a lot of writers, after they finished a draft of a novel or a story, will go back and edit for content. They may add scenes, characters, dialogue that they didn't include in the first draft, or they may take things out. So there's that type of editing, but there's also basically copy editing, which is just editing the copy, looking at the sentences, how they sit on the page, that type of thing. So copy editing is similar to proofreading in some ways, and it's probably not the most glamorous part of writing. In fact, I'm going to say it, it's not the most glamorous part of writing, but It's something that I feel all writers need to have 
a basic understanding of, and it's something that I would recommend that all writers be able to do to some extent. Now, if you're going the self-publishing route, I cannot emphasize enough that even if you're not comfortable proofreading right now, this is something that I would highly recommend that you work on and eventually proofread your entire manuscript. You might have a friend or two who does have experience proofreading. It's wonderful if they're willing to help you out with that, but even if that's the case, only you in the end really know how you meant for your manuscript to look, the meaning that you wanted to give the words. So even if you're you have a friend or maybe a mentor, maybe a maybe a teacher's willing to help you out or something like that, that's wonderful. But even so, I would recommend that you do a basic proofreading of your manuscript before you give it to them. And have an idea of what to look out for and if you have to make any changes before you give it to them don't be afraid to do that i'm the type of person that even if i'm working with somebody i like to make their job a little easier you know i like to give you know when i when i'm at the point when i'm handing what i've done off to someone i want it to reflect as good on me as i possibly can because think about it you're putting out this manuscript on kindle or wherever you're self-publishing your book you want it to reflect good on you as a writer and unfortunately self-published writers do not have the same amount of prestige as traditionally published writers and part of that may be because there are a lot of self-published works out there that were not proofread well if at all now granted I have found a number of typos in books that were published through traditional publishing houses. And also, I've read a number of books on Kindle that were published by traditional publishing houses that I don't know if the copies on Dead Tree had the same typos, but the Kindle books do. So yes, you will find typos in traditionally published books. I take delight when I find them in uh, books published by big publishing houses. I got to be honest with you because, you know, self-published writers get a bad rap. But when you see it in a traditionally published book, you're like, well, gee, traditionally published books are supposed to be so much more prestigious than self-published books. And look, they still have typos. So, yeah, I'm happy when I find a typo in a traditionally published book. But that doesn't negate the fact that self-published writers are are looked upon with a little more contempt than fairly or unfairly. I think it's unfair in a lot of ways. But one of the reasons for that is, like I said, there are a lot of self-published books that have proofreading errors all over the place. So what I'm going to suggest is I'm going to just make some basic suggestions in this episode. I may want to revisit proofreading more in a future episode because I think it's so important, but I'm just going to go over some basics now and also include some resources in the notes for this episode. If you have never really done any proofreading before, maybe you've done some papers in school, but other than that, you've never actually proofread a manuscript, don't worry. Start small do a little bit at a time. If you can even get some 
experience on shorter works you've done maybe you maybe you have a journal entry maybe you have a poem maybe you have a short article that you wrote for a college newspaper a long time ago start with that get an idea of the type of errors that you would want to take out of your manuscript you know this way if you start small eventually you should be able to build up the confidence where you could go to your longer manuscript and be able to sit for a longer amount of time and really proofreading is should not be fast there might be some people who've been doing it for so long that say oh yeah go through it fast take as much time as you need and i'm going to say this and this might be controversial but so be it if you are planning to publish your novel or your story by a certain date I would consider stretching that date out until it is proofread and you feel comfortable putting it online now you can argue and say well when will I know when that is I'm gonna go over these things but what I'm basically saying is don't be in such a rush to put your manuscript out without proofreading it to the best of your abilities here are a few things that you can do um, just just to kind of get yourself started some basics I would give you first of all do not rely on spell check I'm going to say it again do not under any circumstances rely on spell check the reason for that is that spell check will only pick up on words that are spelled incorrectly however if you have a word that is spelled correctly and is just not used correctly in the context that you want it to be used in spell check will not pick up on that a very obvious example of that is the word it's ITS now say in your manuscript you mean to use its possessive but say you were participating in NaNoWriMo or something like that and you were just writing as quickly as possible and not really editing as you went along and a few times you put down IT apostrophe S instead of its possessive spell check will not pick up on that because guess what it is spelled correctly it's just not used in the sense that you want to use it in same thing with the word there so again if you want to use their t-h-e-i-r possessive but here and there you put t-h-e-r-e spell check will not pick up on that because again it's spelled correctly so spell check is not i would not recommend using spell check at all when you're proofreading your novel or your story or whatnot um, another thing I'm going to suggest to you is if you're not the best speller or you're not sure how certain words are normally spelled a good example and this is something even when I was proofreading professionally I was never a hundred percent sure about hyphenation now you could look at a style guide and you can look at like for example the Chicago manual of style was one that I used when I was freelance proofreading Chicago manual of style will have rules for when certain words should be hyphenated but you know when I had a 300 something page manuscript 
it would have taken me too long to check the Chicago Manual of Style every time, and I couldn't remember if something should be hyphenated or not. I mean, it, it sounds a little ridiculous, but that's what happens when you're proofreading and you have so much else to check out for. I would say, in that case, or another example of this would be, say you want to use the British-Canadian spelling of color flavor, uh, you know, end the word with O-U-R rather than O-R if you're in the United States, but you want to, you know, have a kind of a, maybe a British character in your book or something like that, or you just want the tone to be British or something like that. I would say in those cases, don't be so concerned with how you spell something, whether the way you spell it is going to be picked up by readers and, and they're going to say, oh, that's incorrect. Just be consistent. So in other words, if the first time you write color, C-O-L-O-U-R, or you hyphenate a word, don't be too concerned about that. Just make sure you're consistent throughout the work. So don't have C-O-L-O-U-R on page five and then C-O-L-O-R on page 47 or something like that. Just pick one, stick to it throughout your work. And you can go back and search your manuscript with the spelling of that word. That is fine. Another thing I am going to recommend uh, if you decide to proofread a manuscript is to set a certain number of pages that you want to do every day. This is always helpful for me because it gives me an idea of not so much how fast I should be working because again, I never believe in sacrificing quality for the sake of speed. But at the same time, you do want to make sure you're not getting bogged down too much because there can be a point where you can go down a rabbit hole. Even with something like proofreading, it might not sound like it, but you can seriously go down a rabbit hole and just start obsessing and start fixing stuff that at, at least at that time does not need to be fixed. So give yourself a certain number of pages whenever you do it. So for example, when I was proofreading a later draft of my first novel, Becoming Joshua, I remember I set myself a goal of five proofread pages a night. That might not sound like a lot, and the book turned out to be over 400 pages long, so it did take me a while to get through it. But that, that was the amount of pages, that was like a minimum number of pages that I felt I could get through comfortably making the changes that needed to be made without, again, falling down any rabbit holes. Now, there were some days that maybe there was a lot of dialogue and it kind of flowed and I was able to take on more pages. If you set a goal for yourself and it turns out that you can do more than you originally expected to on a certain day, that's wonderful. I would always suggest setting a goal that is manageable. And then if you find that you can do a few more pages than that, that's perfect. The goal is just a minimum that you can commit to in a certain period of time that you feel will keep you going at a good pace. So definitely do that pick whatever works for you. If you think you can do 10 pages per proofreading session, that's wonderful too. Don't be too concerned about what you need for proofreading. 
if a red pen would help you, that's perfect. If a blue pen would help you, that's fine. If you feel you can do the whole thing on the computer, that's fine too. But I wouldn't feel that you need to do it on the computer if you would still feel comfortable printing out a copy and going over it by hand. Do whatever works for you. Again, if you print out a copy and you make the changes by hand, that might stretch the time out. Um, that might push back your publication date more. So that's something definitely to be aware of, whereas if you did them on the computer, you could probably publish sooner. That is up to you. Again, I would say do not sacrifice quality for having your book published by a certain date. It's great to have that kind of goal, but stuff comes up, life happens, and you don't want to put out a manuscript that doesn't look good just because you had to get it out by a certain date. So... That's all I'm going to say pretty much for today on proofreading. Again, this is something that I really want to go over in more depth at some point in the future, but I think it's something that really needs to be stressed because I think it's great that writers, so many, seem to genuinely enjoy the editing process because I know as a writer, there have been times that I didn't get ideas doing the first draft and then something great came to me in a later in a later draft when I was editing. So editing is important, but it doesn't end there. If you're a self-published novel and even if you're going to even if you're going to be published by a traditional publishing house, you need to know how to proofread. You need to also know how to copy edit. And again, copy editing has a lot of the same reasoning behind it as proofreading does. You do not have to be the best at it. You do not have to be an expert at it. You just need to be able to get your manuscript to a point where if you were looking at it as a reader, you would be able to say, well, this person really put a lot of effort into this book. Not only is this a fantastic story with great characters, witty dialogue, fast-paced action, that type of thing, but you could really tell that this writer cares about how their pages look. Uh, they really cared about the way a finished product looks. That means a lot. It may sound superficial, but unfortunately like i said especially if you're a self-published writer there are going to be people who are going to doubt that your book can be as good as something that was published by a traditional publishing house again we can debate on whether we think that's fair or unfair i don't think it's fair to judge a self-published book based on superficial things but that's the world we live in so why not take a little extra time maybe develop some new skills that maybe you never really thought about developing and try to get your manuscript to the point where maybe it could even look as good as something published by a traditional publishing house why not you want to take pride in this work you want it to reflect good on you as a writer so Again, I am going to explore this more in a future episode, possibly more, but this is just something to keep in mind. And if there's any way you can start practicing, maybe on, maybe on your work in progress right now, I would recommend doing it. And again, I am going to include some resources on getting started with proofreading in the notes for this episode. So anyway, let me know what you think, please. 
email me at marissadelefarfale at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at, at marissad13 and on Instagram at www.instagram.com slash marissadf13. Also, my Buy Me a Coffee page is up and running. So if you would like to go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash marissadf13 and buy me a coffee, I will mention you in an upcoming episode to show my gratitude. And finally, I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts if there's a way to rate. I really don't know if there's a way to rate podcasts on other podcast platforms, but there very well may be. So if you can, please, wherever you listen, it'll really help a lot more people find out about this show. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and for all of your support. I have to say, I'm seeing more downloads lately, and I don't know who all is listening to my podcast, but it really makes me feel good, and I hope you're, I hope you're liking these episodes, and I hope you're getting information here that you really can use in your writing and maybe even pass on to other writers you know. So thank you so much for listening, for all your support. Please get in touch with me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what I can do to make this show better. Until next time, please stay safe and peace out. This podcast is written and produced by Marissa Dele Farfale and brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Learn more at www.anchor.fm.